Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. So, continue from Sunday. Amen. Thrive. All right? Said on Sunday that success is predictable. That success is a matter of chances, but of choices. That success is not a matter of what? Of chances, but of choices. That we cannot predict chance. Amen. But that because it's based on choices, we can all take steps to achieve God's success for our lives. Amen. We said, in the course of time, there will be chances that for everyone, for every child of God, as we pray and all that, in the course of time, there will be chances. All right? That those that succeed are those that make the best use of the chances that come to them in the course of time. We said that time and chance happens to them all. It's not saying that people succeed by luck, all right? But that the swift or the strong or the wise would only succeed if when their chance came in the course of time, they were ready and they took action. We said people that succeed are the strong, the quick, the wise, that take the bull by the horn. In fact, they take the bull by the horn so strong that the horn, that the bull screams for mercy. Yeah. They take the bull by the horn so hardly that the, that the bull screams for mercy. We said success is predictable. That God has put laws in nature that we can learn from to see how success works. That when we see nature, we see God's attributes. Amen. You should get that someone. In fact, all someone in this series so far, you should keep listening to them. All right? The word is changing your life. I said on Sunday that you will not find $5 million on the floor. No matter where you pray and fast, no matter where you search, you will not find it. Okay? You will not find it. And if you do, police will arrest you because it's stolen. All right? Yes. So we create success. We create wealth by taking steps based on laws that God has put in, in, the, in, the, in the world for success. And we said it begins with the question, who are you? So today we'll continue from there, okay? The law of identity. The law of identity. Matthew 3, from 16 to 17. Matthew 3, from 16 to 17. Are we there? We can do the NIV, it's fine. Are we there? Can we go together? Matthew 3, from 16 to 17. One to go, as soon as Jesus was baptized, 
He went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So, before he did any miracle at all, God declared him a son. Before he made, you know, the blind see, the lame walk, before he did anything at all, it was clear his identity. This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Before any miracle took place through him, who he was was clear. He had a clear identity as revealed to him by the Father. The Father spoke of him. This is my son. Look for from 14 to 22. It all begins with an identity. Look for 14 to 22. Luke 4, 14 to 22. If you have not shared the salmon links yet, this is a good time to share the salmon links, okay? This is a good salmon. Amen. Luke 4, from 14 to 22. Let's go together. And we're there. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. 15. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. 16, he went to Nazareth, we had been brought up, and the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling hmm. it, he found the place where it was written. Verse 16, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Verse 20. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. 21. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. 22. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. Wow. Again, before he did any miracle, he told them, I am anointed. Before the blind saw, before the lame worked, before he turned water to wine, he told them, I am anointed. It began first with a clear sense of identity, a clear sense of identity. So, 
And he told them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. Before there was any sign of that scripture, he told them, today, this scripture is fulfilled. He was very certain in his identity. He was very what? Settled in his identity. And then now, you know, we're looking at him. And he said, and, and he said isn't this Joseph's son? Amen. That's what they could see, right? But beyond being a child of Joseph, he was the son of God. People would have seen him and said, the capital son, Mary's son. But that wasn't all Jesus was. Amen. The son of God. So the identity of being a child of God preceded the manifestations. Hallelujah. Who you think you are determines what you dare to do. Mm. Who you think you are determines what you dare to do. And this is the first law of success. We only become who we think we are. We only achieve what we think we can achieve. Everything must begin on the inside because we are first spiritual beings before we are physical beings and the spiritual will control the physical. The spiritual controls the physical. So, before he ever did anything, he knew he was anointed. It was clear to him who he was. Who he was. What you dare depends on who you think you are. And I read this. So this has shown that the biggest driver of what we do is who we think we are. The biggest driver of what we do is who we think we are. Now, it's even funny that, you know, even in our love lives, we have things like, why do you want to do this? Don't change who I am. Okay, because, you know, what, what this will do are based on who we think we are. And we hold this who we think we are to our chest, we hold it strong to our chest. It's so important that we hold who we think we are, we hold it tight to our chest. Who do you think you are? If you attempt to become on the outside, what happens on the inside? You're frustrated. If you attempt to become on the outside, we are not on the inside. Be frustrated. Who you are be is, is the, it becomes your roadblock in life. Who you are becomes your barrier. Who you think you are is the barrier you have in life. Who you think you are is the barrier you cannot escape in life. If you jump physically, beyond you think you are your inside, it will pull you back. It's an elastic. Amen. The force of gravity that pulls your realities back to who you think you are. So even if you jump, this force of gravity will ensure that you return back to who you think you are. It's why you can't really make a man rich by giving a million dollars. Hmm. Hallelujah. If you attempt to go, you have not gone in your mind before, you're going to come back. Result in frustration. So, when you are sure of who you are, what you do will catch up. When you are sure of who you are, what you do will catch up. 
when you are sure of who you are, what you do will catch up. They asked John in John 1. I think, yeah, John 1. Who are you? Are you the prophet? Are you the Messiah? You know, and he told them, no, I'm, I'm not all that. But, you know, I'm the, one that prepares, you know, I'm the voice that prepares the way for the, for the one to come. Hallelujah. A clear understanding of who you think you are. Okay? Because what you do is driven by who you are. So, meaning, if I don't, if I don't, misunderstand, if I don't understand myself correctly, I will misdo. If I don't know for certain, for clear, no, clearly, clearly who I am, I will take the wrong steps. If I misread my identity, I will take the wrong steps. I will misstep. Mm. So, who am I? So, do I pray for approval? Or am I praying for approval? Am I praying to please God? Or am I praying from being pleasing to God? You know, these things shows you know, you know, unconsciously. When you feel like, I have not prayed, so, you know, I'm not the good child of God. See the problem? We are trying to do, to be, instead of living in our being and then doing from being. Do you understand? I'm a child of God always, before I did anything. So, I'm on the statute first, I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. So, I then, you know, fellowship better with God because I know I'm a child of God. So, I pray from, from, from knowing. So, I don't pray with guilt or with fear or with this, um, I must pray to feel like a child of God. I'm a child of God. Amen. It will show in how you pray. Show in how you feel before you pray. So prayer for you is not, you know, I must clog this routine today. Yes, it's good to have routines, right? But I'm not trying to, to, to feel good because I have prayed today. To feel right because I prayed today. No. I'm righteous. Hallelujah. Am I praying for power or am I praying from power? Amen. Am I praying for power or am I praying from power? We have to be clear in our thinking who we really are. It drives everything. I must know who I am, what I have, what I can do because of who I am. Hallelujah. Otherwise, when matters arise, you know, you have the guts to dare. You feel small, incapable, unworthy, except you are clear on who you really are. When I am sure of my identity, you know, when my chance comes, I can better take it. For example, Christ, knowing he is the son of God, meant that he could always heal the sick. He could always heal the sick. There was no, come back, let me go and pray. You know, let me feel good first. You know, he could do it anywhere, anytime, because he was certain, he was clear of who he is. What you dare is driven by who you are. So, if you don't feel like you can heal the sick, you know you're the sick. If you don't feel like you can heal the sick, you will not heal the sick. You won't, you won't try it. Come on now. Will you try it? If you don't know, you can, you're not going to try it. So it's important that you understand who you are. Because who you are will, you know, will put a limit or take off limits of your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
So also, you won't learn a skill if you don't know you can learn the skill. Mm. Look at that. You will not learn a skill if you don't know you can learn a skill. When you tell a child, you know, study law, and he says, I'm not a lawyer. He cannot learn that law. Because why? He has short on the survey limits. I am not this. Who you are will determine what you can dare. So things are easy or hard or, e- or difficult based on the person facing the challenge. Amen. Things are what? Easy or hard determined by who faces the challenge. Glory to Jesus. John 5. John 5 from verse 16 23. Clear identity of who we are in Christ. We are sons. This is what drove the mystery of Jesus. His understanding of his sonship. Identity first and then performance and then behavior. Verse 16. John 5 from verse 16. Are we there? Are we there? Want to go? So because this was doing his sins on the Sabbath, continue, the began to persecute him. 17. In his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at, at his work to this very day, and I too am working. Mm. 18. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not that he was breaking the Sabbath, but was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Look at that. Please I'll continue, but stop a little. So he says, my father is always working, even on Sabbath day. So I too am working. So he was telling them, you know, I'm doing my father's work. I'm working all this from being my father's child. So I do what the father does. Amen. Let's continue. Verse 19. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because what the father does, the son does also. 20. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes. And he will show him even greater works than this so that you'll be amazed. 21. Together. Yeah, raises the dead and gives them life. Even so, the son gives life to whom is pleased to give it. 22. The father touches no one. He has what? All the men to the son. That all may honor the son just as they honor the father. We can stop there. So I was telling them this, okay? The works I do are from sonship. I do this because I am my father's child. My father in me does the work. So the works I do is not me. It's the Father at work in me. Hallelujah. Capacity from sonship. Amen. So being clear in his sonship is why he could do the things he was doing. The first love success. Who, who are you? Amen. John 10. Mm, that's a long read. John 10. Make it fast. From verse 22 to 42. 
25, 25. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but did not believe. The works I do, my father's name testify about me. But you did not believe because you are not my sheep. 27, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life. Yeah, I do not perish. No one can send me out of my father's ear. 29, my father has given to me greater than all. No one can. Verse 30, I and the father are one. 31. Amen, amen. Let's go together, okay? Let's end up school together. 31, 31. Again, yeah? Picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? 33. We are not stoned for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy. Because you, a mere man, claim to be God. 34. Is it not written in your law? I have said you are God. 35. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot set aside. 36. What about the one, yeah, as his very own, and sent into the world? Why then do you act in your blasphemy? Because I said, I am God's son. 37, look at this. Do not believe me unless I do works of my father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may understand that the father is in me, and I in the father. 39. Look at that. So he says, you know, by the works I'm doing, you will see and you should know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. That the works I do are from sonship. That's the idea. The works I do are from sonship. Who you are will drive what you do. Because the Father is in him and he in the Father only what could stop the father could stop him. He had the gods to dare to heal the situation there, to do all stuff because why? He was sure of his identity in Christ. Who you are will drive what you dare to do. Mm. John 3. John 3. John 3. In John, again, when you read John 10, when you read John 5, John 10, um, and John 14, Christ showed them, again, in John 5, in John 10, and John 14, Christ showed them clearly that all he did were from being the son of God. Tell them everywhere, I and the Father are one. The works I do are the works of the Father. What the Father does, I do also. To make them understand that all he was doing was a proof of sonship. And it's for a reason. So that we in Christ can see what it means to be sons of God. That we can take a cue from him. Hallelujah. That we can understand what it means to be sons of God. Okay, That because we are God's sons, we don't have limits. That when we are sent, we go knowing that we are backed by heaven. Hallelujah. That if God cannot fail. Because God lives in me, and I'm doing my father's works, I cannot fail. Then when I face situations, when, when I face that, I, I go to them knowing that I am my father's child. My father is with me, and he walks through me. Hallelujah. So, in all things, in my career, my relationship, whatever, whatever I'm faced with, I must remember, I must remember, I am a child of God. 
I am a son. I have capacity. I am anointed. I am divinely helped. If any man can succeed here, yeah, I can. Hallelujah. When men fail, I'm not, I'm not a man man then. I remember myself, I'm a, I'm a child of God. I am a son here. Where men fear to tread, I go knowing I am sent, I am backed. Who you are will drive what you do. John 3. John 3. Want to go? Now is a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus. Are we there? Who was a member of the Jewish ruling council? Verse 2 came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Verse 3 Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Mm. Verse 4. How can some be born when they are old? They cannot ask. Surely cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Verse 5. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Verse 7. Do not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Verse 8. Mm. Hold on, hold on, verse together. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear his sound, but you cannot tell where it's coming from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Again, verse 8. Verse 8 again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear his sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So again, you can once come to Jesus and ask them, you know, with what you are doing, we are sure that God is with you. Because no man can do this except God is with him. And Christ told him, hmm. he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He was telling him that what I do are from my birth. Please follow me closely. The things I do are from my birth, my nature, my source. So, the only way to live the kingdom life is to be born into the kingdom. That what I do are a fruit of my nature, who I am. So, the only way to be my kind of man is to be born again. That your first birth was not okay. You need to be born again. Telling him this again, what I do are a fruit of my nature, who I am. Hallelujah. And the man can say, how will this be? You know, can I go back to my mother's mom be born again? And I say, no. You will be born of water and of the spirit. Okay? The rebirth of the spirit. The rebirth of the spiritual man. Tell him that, okay, your real nature is not what they gave birth to you, your parents, your, 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 your son name, your state, your cousin, your heritage. Your real birth, the real birth is your spiritual birth. That your spiritual nature determines everything. Your spiritual nature determines everything. That what you can do, how far you can go in life, how far you can dare, is off your spiritual nature. And he told him that we see the wind blow. Hallelujah. Can't tell where he was coming from, where he was going to say, but so is the one that is born of the Spirit. That the one who is born again is unpredictable, is unfathomable. That the one who is born of the Spirit cannot be, cannot be stopped, cannot be held back. 
do it. We cannot hold back the wind, so also you cannot hold the man that is born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The one who is born of the Spirit is like the wind. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Un you see, we can't see the wind, but we can see the wind's actions. Hallelujah. You must be born again with Christ as Nicodemus. What you do is a fruit of who you are. So because we are now God's children, we should begin to think and act and dare like it. I cannot fail. I can't be poor. I can't be broke. I can't be sick. I can't stay down. I am born of the Spirit. I am like the wind. I'm effective. I am powerful. I am unstoppable. I might look down for a minute. I won't stay there. Hallelujah. I can do all things. I can dare. I can dream. I can pursue. Hallelujah. It is my nature. It is my heritage. So even though your, your, your natural birth had its problems. Amen. You know, maybe your parents are broke or you know, the bonds for a particular or stuff like that. You are now born again. And there are therefore now in your life no limitations. Amen. You may have a small name for your parents. Your parents have a small name, you know. Nobody knows their son name before another. But you are now born of the Father. You are born of God. You have a name now. Hallelujah. You are backed by heaven. You are now a son. If you have believed him, John 1, 12, he has given you the right to be a child of God. Glory to Jesus. So there, 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 you are unstoppable. Dare to have big dreams. Dare to have big dreams. Dare to have big dreams. When you came into Christ, your life changed forever. When you came to Christ, your life changed forever. If any man can dream and dare, it is you. If anyone can dare to have big dreams, it is you. You are backed by heaven. You are a son. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. There's this thing called in Israel, you know, to the Jews, Bar Mitzvah. Okay? The day the father of the child will carry his son up and say, this is my beloved son. Okay? He's my son. I trust him. So whatever he says, I said it. So at that day at the River Jordan, God spoke of Christ, did for him a bar mitzvah. This is my son. Whatever he does, I did it. Anything I do, he will do it also. You understand? So God speaks about the same way. You are his child to say you own all in father's house. You can take big steps. You can dare in his name. You can pursue in his name. You can go after big dreams. You are a child of God. You are heavenly backed. God has put his name upon you. He has put his brand upon you. If you're a child of God, you are a son and you are able. Glory to Jesus. The son stands for the father. The son represents father. The son represents father. So that whatever the father can do, the son does in his name. So if you are a son, you stand for God. Anywhere you go to, you stand for God. You can dare, you can achieve, you can pursue. Matthew 4. Sonship.
Matthew 4, from verse 1, the battle of sonship. Ah, sorry. John 14 first. I'll come back there. John 14. John 14. Let's start from verse 11. From verse 11. 11 to 14. Are we there? All right. Verse 11. Once we go, believe when I say that I am the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Again, verse 11. Believe when I say that I am the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe yeah, of the works themselves. Verse 12. Verily, I truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater works than this. Because I am going to the Father. 13. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So he says, you know, I, again, I do the works from being in the Father, and the Father in me. Hmm. He now says, if you believe in me, you will do the same works also, and even greater works. Why? Because why? I am going to the Father. In 15, told them verse 15, chapter 15, that I'm going to make a room for you in the Father. My father said there are many mansions. He was telling them, I'm going to make a sonship room for you. Hallelujah. That it is that being a son that makes you able to do the works he's doing and even greater works. So, if you are in Christ, if you have put your faith in him, hallelujah, there's a room of sonship for you. Now are you a son, not tomorrow. So because you are now a son, the father lives in you, and you in the father, John 17, and you in the father. It says John 17, that they may know that, I am, that I, am in, I am in them, you are in me, we are one together. Hallelujah. That's the idea. This is why we can dare of the works he does. The works are a proof of our oneness with God. Now, Matthew 4. Matthew 4. So, you must see yourself as this. Right now, not tomorrow. Not when you succeed. Not when you have money. Not when you are big. No. It must start my identity. I am before I do. Being before doing. Verse 1. Matthew 4 from verse 1. Are we there? Matthew 4 from verse 1. Are we there? Alright. From verse 1. Once we go, Jesus was led by the Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse 2. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Verse 3, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Verse 4, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, 
but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm. Verse 5. The devil took him to know the city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Verse 6. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command the angels concerning you, yeah, and they will lift you up in their hands. It's like you don't strike your foot against the stone. Verse 7. Yeah. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Verse 8. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain. Look at this. And showed him all the kind of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Verse 10. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. But it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Verse 11. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended to him. Now, in Matthew 3, last, last verse of Matthew 3. God told Jesus, this is my beloved son, okay, with whom I am well pleased. Next thing, the devil came and said, if you are, if you are, if you are, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Telling him to live by what he can see, not by the word. Mm. If you are, prove it. If you are, show it. What's trying to do? To create a doubt in the thinking that maybe I really am not. You know, let me try to see. Mm. That if I try and it doesn't work, I'm not your son. Amen. To shake the, the, the thing of identity. The way you told Adam and Eve in the garden, okay, um, you know, who told you that God said that? Did God really say that? Did he really say that? If you eat this tree, you'll be like God. When God already told them, you know, that they were made in his own image and likeness. Hallelujah. So, the devil always comes back to identity. To shake off who you think you are. To make you feel smaller, unworthy, undeserving. What did Christ tell him? Man shall not live by bread alone. Man lives by the word of God. Meaning that this, man will not live by what he can see. Hmm. Man lives by the word. So man will not live by, you know, by, by, by the money's accounts, by, by, by his success or by his title. Man lives by the word. So, you know, I must first be established in what I am first. Not what I do first, though. Who I am first. Who I am. Who I am. So, so when I look small on the outside, I am not small. I am still large. I am successful. You know, I am in Christ. I am blessed. I am a son. Hallelujah. I am a son. You must get it clear in your heart. I am a son. Before I do, I am. So that I do or not, I don't do. I am a child of God. So, I don't know what I can see. I live by the word. You know why this is important? Again, you only do what you are. So, if I'm not sure of my identity, my doom be shaky. If, if there is doubt in my thinking of who I am, what I do be shaky. Do you understand? So I cannot allow, you know, what I see to define who I am. I allow who I am to define what I see, what I do. So when you feel, you know, broke and all that, you must remind yourself, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I am blessed in Christ. I am successful. Why? I am a son. Yeah. So I'm not trying to also succeed in life. I'm a success. I'm not trying to be rich. I am rich. 
So I'm only learning to, to, to express my wealth on the outside. Hallelujah. I'm learning not to convert from, from my spiritual life to my, to, my, to my physical, my resources, my wealth. I'm only working to convert my spiritual wealth to physical wealth. I am wealthy already. I'm not trying to be I am. Why? When I'm sure of who I am here, it will show around me. Hallelujah. So I live by the word. I live by the word. Not what I do, not what I see, not what I have. I am first what the word says about me. So again, who are you? Alright, so I must allow the word to shape my thinking. To shape my thinking. To change my heart first, then to change my life. I must allow the word to change my life. To change my heart, then it will change my life. I must first succeed in here. I must first be blessed in here. Be sure. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Someone said, the mind is the first cause. The mind is the first cause. C-A-U-S-E. The mind is the first cause. Who you are is the first cause of the things in your life. The things in your mind are the first cause of the things in your life. So I must allow the word of God to go into me to do a surgery. To change my thinking. To change my thinking. Christ says, we live by the word. Meaning that, you know, we make our living by the word. We eat the word. The way man eats bread to survive, we eat the word to thrive. It's not casual. We eat the word. We must become settled, sure, in our thinking of who we are. When this gets a hold of us, the world will know. Joshua won it again. Joshua won it. This book of the law will not depart out of my mouth. But I what? Meditate on it day and night. Then I what? Be able to do, you know, what I should in it. And then make my successful, make my prosperous. And then I would have good So he's saying, again, it's this idea of living by the word, that I will put the word on my list all day. All right? I'll put the word on my heart deliberately all day. Then to change the things I do, and then my life will change. Proverbs 6.20. Proverbs 6.20. Proverbs 6.20. Are we there? My son, keep your father's commands. Not forsake your mother's teaching. Look at this. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. 22. When you work, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. Do you see this? Do you see this? You didn't get it well. He says, when you bind the word on your heart deliberately, hmm? when you put them you know, on your neck deliberately, look at this. When you walk, they will guide you. Ah. He says, when you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you are awake, they will speak to you. That's what he's saying. That when I put in the word deliberately, it change my, 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 my inner life, I change my life. This is what it means. That I will then begin to unconsciously think 
and act a particular way. Are you getting that? Then when I do deliberate work of putting the word in, the word became my subconscious. Even, even, even when I sleep at night, okay, and I have dreams, I'll be acting the word in my dream. Do you understand? So when you sleep, they will watch over you. Then when you change, you know, when you deliberately put the word in, the word will shape even your inside, your inner, inner, inner life and to work for you every time. Hmm. When you walk, they will guide you. They will dictate how you live your life. It becomes unforced. Because it's a programming. Ah, yeah. It becomes what? A law over your life, a programming. When you sleep, they will watch over you. Hallelujah. Eating the word deliberately. Putting the word in deliberately. So, for example, when you, know, you are out of cash and all that, and life feels... You know, gloomy and stuff like that. Go and eat the word on hope, on future, on prosperity. Put them everywhere in your house where you see them. That's what I'm about. Put it everywhere on your door, on your laptop, front, back, wallpaper. Um, at, at, you know, put it everywhere. Says that is how you 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 will change from inside out. Mm. Proverbs seven one to five. Proverbs 7, 1 to 5. See, the word can perform a surgery. Hmm. Now, there are things that we have prayed for that God has heard. But the change, waiting for a surgery of the mind. There are deep-rooted fears that even you cannot touch. Are you getting me this evening? There are deep-rooted fears holding people back. Okay, they are free, but they don't know they are free. As in, they are free. Let me explain. I'll, I'll put this up. They are free. They know in their minds thought of that they are free, but somewhere in their subconscious, they still feel stuck. And it's what is is sitting on the word consistently over a well that the word goes in to perform a surgery where nothing can touch. So, where you are feeling stuck, where you need help. You will sit with the word until the surgery is complete. Hmm. Proverbs 7. Proverbs 7. 1 to 5. My son, look at this again. Keep my words and store up my commands within you. He's saying you will do it, Neil. It is you that will do it. Hmm. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablets of your heart. These are the things you will do. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And to insight, you are my relative. Verse 5, together. They were from the daughter's woman, from the reverse woman. This is the idea, right? That when you deliberately do the work of storing the word in, the word will shape how you live on the outside. And he's saying it is deliberate work. It's not random. That you will sit with that word and put it everywhere. You will deliberately bind it on your heart. Deuteronomy 11. 
Deuteronomy 11. To sit with the word is real fasting. Meditation. To speak the word back to yourself. Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 19. 18 to 19. Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 19. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Look at this one. Hmm. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Saying, see, God has given man the ability to change his thinking. Only man has God given the ability to change his thinking. To change his life by changing his thoughts. To change the course of his life by changing his thinking. So he's telling them, you will do this job. 11 again. Um, 18, sorry. Fix these words of mine in your hearts hmm, and mind. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Verse 19. Teach them to your children. Talk about, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Look at this. Verse 20. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. 21. So that your days and days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors and as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. He's saying this. This is how you will program the word into your life. By putting it everywhere. You will keep seeing the same things and it will go into your heart and change your thinking and set the course of your life. This is real meditation. To speak the word about you back to yourself. Hmm. It's, not just, it's not just sitting and just doing aimless thinking. It is saying the word back to yourself. Saying it and then turning it into pictures. Seeing the word in your life. How will I look? How will I talk? If this is true, begin to see it. And begin to say it. I am the yield of God. I am the blessed of God. I am successful. I abound in resources. I am unlimited. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can stand in my way. You will say it and then give thanks as though already done. This is how you're, why you're thinking. Okay? As though already done. Hmm. I am successful. I am resourceful. Nothing can stop me. Hallelujah. Even now, bring them into those specific tasks of your life. You go to your for the year. I mean, send them back to yourself. I have done so and so and so and so. I have this. I have that, that job. I have some figure in my account. You will say it to yourself and then give thanks. Father, I thank you because this is accomplished. This is done. Are we still here? We have gone home. Are we still here? Or we have gone home? Jeremiah 15, 16. 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 When 
your words came. I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. Since when your words came, I ate them. The word is eating like bread. When your words came, I ate them. It says, your words are the delight of my heart. We must eat the word. It's not random. We must eat the word. We must eat it. Change would only come permanently by the words. When I eat the word, I am changing. All right? This is how we get where we are to be sent to our heart, to be seared into our hearts by eating it. Eating it. Now, the way life works is this. That I only, and I put this word, it is easier to feed on what I need. It is easier to, yeah, let me say, feed on what I need. That's what I mean. Okay. When you have some challenges in your life, Go to the world on that part of it alone. Are you getting me? It's the way we are so that we only take what we need per time. So, rewire your thinking on the world on that subject. Put it everywhere. Okay? Let that, let that world do a surgery in that particular area. So, if you to go for this year and all that, go after them with the word. Get the word on those issues and sit on it. Hallelujah. Mm. So the first, I just, just answered the devil. It is written. It is written. By the third time, he told him, get thee behind me. So, there are thoughts that you must rebuke. Mm. There are thoughts that you must rebuke. When thoughts of being small when thoughts of failure, of doubt, lingers too hard, rebuke. 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 Get deep behind me for our thoughts. Rebuke thoughts. Amen. All right? Rebuke thoughts. Hmm. Last temptation of, of Christ, last temptation. The devil told him, if you will worship me, I will give you the riches and the fame and the wealth. Now, in our day, this is even more common. Okay? Temptation to sell your soul, to compromise for riches. For riches. And if you don't know who you are, you can easily be tripped by this. And it's really... In the big ones, because if, if they come, to, if they come at you in the very in the big ways, you would likely say no. But in the subtle things, in the subtle things, like you know, you know, in the small choices we make out of fear and desperation. Amen. If you don't know who you are in Christ, those things can trip you. People sell their worship, their loyalty, their conscience for money. Not the, the trade-off only ends. In that, people trade off the sin, you know, the unseen for the sin. Okay, they trade off the unseen for the sin, like Esau trading off birthright for food. Okay, trading off the unseen for sin. 
We only travel these temptations, okay, by being settled in our identity with Christ. Mm. How far will I go for money? How far will I go to succeed? All right? When I know I am successful in Christ, I can say no to opportunities. That's not for me. That is not my opportunity. That's when it's sinful. I will not do it. Okay? But when you don't know, when you feel like, you know, this is my last chance in life, you will likely trip. Amen. You are more able to say no for when, you, when you feel abundant rather than when, like when you feel broke. Amen. Amen. So be settled in who you are in Christ. When you are already rich, you will not compromise for riches. Yeah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God made his acts known to Israel. Mm. But his ways to Moses. People saw the acts. Moses knew the ways of God. People saw the exterior manifestations. Moses saw the acts, the ways of God. And the acts are driven by knowing the ways. The acts are from identity. People might see the acts, but the one that knows the ways is the one that makes the acts to happen. Identity, relationship, intimacy. The one through which the acts are done is the one you know, that knows the ways of God. When, when these things come from inside out, they can happen for you consistently. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not random. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not random. It is, you know, because you know you are in Christ. You know the ways. You can always make you know, those things to happen. Identity, intimacy, relationship. If I know his ways, I will see his acts. If I know his ways, I will see his acts. I will see his acts. If I know his ways, I will see his acts. If I know his ways, I will see his acts. How do I know his ways? I sit with him in the world and intimacy and fellowship. If I know his ways, I will see his acts. Men see the acts, I see the ways. Men see the acts, I see the ways. Men see the acts I do, I see the ways. And the ways will produce the acts. Tonight, my charge, identity rooted in the word of God. Not by what I have in my pockets, not by how I feel, you know, and all that, but rooted in the word. In the word. I'm successful now. I am prosperous now. I am healthy now. I'm a child of God now. I am righteous now. Okay? When these things are set well in me, it will show on my inside. Alright? The way I see my world will shape how I live my life. Matthew 6, 23. Matthew 6, 22 to 23. Let's end it here. Matthew 6, 22 to 23. Hmm. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full 
of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, let me tell you, is darkness, how great is the darkness? Look at this. The eye is the lamp of the body. Now, I'm speaking of, of the natural body, but about your life. That's what you see, your eyes, okay, will control your life. What you see, what you hear, is the lamp of your body, is the lamp of your life. Look at this. That what you see, what you hear, will shape the paths your life will go. Hallelujah. So, when, you know, I let the word, okay, possibility thinking based on God's word, to shape what I see, to become what I see and what I hear, I set the lamp of my life in order. I walk in light. What I see, what I believe about myself is the lamp of my life, is where my life is going. So who do I believe I am? What do I see about myself? What am I hearing about myself? Is the way my life will go. So this is why we carefully, we carefully guard what our eyes see, what our ears hear. So I go as far as I mute, I block, I cancel. Why? I must keep, you know, my life on the path that it must go. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. Because right now, as we gather tonight together, we see the miracles begin to happen. The miracle of a change of thinking. Mm. That we see we're not the sick trying to get well. We are the well manifesting our healing. We are not the poor trying to get rich. We are the rich living at our prosperity. We are the successful ones. Right now, the miracle of a change of thinking has begun. As we go back and sit on your word, and sit on your word, and bind them everywhere, you know, we shape how we think. We rewire our thinking to align with the word. Tonight, we receive grace and wisdom to deliberately take action, to write these things everywhere, put them everywhere we can see it until our heart begins to align and believe it. And we'll see ourselves the way you see us, unlimited, unstoppable, prosperous, successful, deserving, worthy. That you change our inside and then, you know, our outward life will align with what we see. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.